We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is how we do it. All right, Burgundy Gold today continues. Here on a Friday with Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Still awaiting the smoke signals, uh, a press release, a tweet, uh, a selfie. I, I don't know what they're going to do, what it's going to be. Maybe Ron will do one of those uh, videos, Doc, like you did for, for oh, Jeremy yeah, Reeves. Yeah. Like you did for Jeremy Reeves where yeah, he said, young yeah, man, you're right, you're right. you've made the Pro Bowl. <sighs> Eric, Instagram Live. Eric, Are you suggesting you're our new offensive coordinator. Some way that Ron's going to be. In the center of all this, I, well, hey, it's his hire. Why not? So we'll uh, we'll see when it happens. But right now, our pleasure to bring in somebody who has seen Eric Bieniemy's work up close and has had a very difficult job. He does the post game uh, for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs radio network, Doc, and you know they they seem to be doing okay um, most seasons. And uh, yeah, they do all right. Yeah, they do all right, as we like to say. As uh, Jay Binkley joins us at. Three guys in a garage on Twitter and part of Sports Radio 610 works with our friend Steve Spector, who was uh, here not too long ago. What's happening today, Jay? What's going on, gentlemen? How you doing this hey, afternoon? Hey. Excellent. Uh, Jay joins us via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, be the books. Download the BetQL app today. So I, as somebody who does Commander's post game, obviously in Doc as well, we we're joking that you have such a hard job because obviously you do not. I mean, talking about wins, you know, fourteen out of uh, you know sixteen weeks, seventeen or fifteen out of seventeen in the regular season, and then always at least getting to a championship round. Uh, it's not as taxing as, as some of the tough labor we have to do here. No, it isn't, but you know how it goes. I mean, these games have been so close with the Chiefs. I mean, down to the wire. Two of those AFC title games with the overtime that they lost. Uh, then there was the Buffalo Bills divisional round um, where they win with the final 13 seconds uh, with Mahomes. So you never know how your post game is going to go. Are people going to be excited? You're going to have a party or you're going to have a funeral. So, so the Chiefs have kept this uh, – the Chiefs are the cardiac team, man. They, they, I mean, they're, they're a great football team, but, man, have they had some close games. All right, let's – Let's, I'm sorry. Let's get to this. The, the Eric Bieniemy, you know, part of the equation over these years for Andy Reid. You know, there's been a lot of debate. I mean, this man has gone through what is it, 18 head coaching interviews, 17 head coaching interviews at this point. Obviously, has not uh, come away with that prize. Although others who have worked under Andy Reid in the past with same kind of circumstance have been able to. So, as you guys watch this, what what you know from the Kansas City perspective. What do you think about it, and what do you think has been holding Eric Bieniemy back from getting one of these jobs? You know what, guys? I don't know. Um, he's, he's the most deserving guy I've seen come out of this organization uh, for the longest time, and just never got his shot. And, you know, I'll go back to 2013 at training camp um, when Andy Reid's first day in Kansas City. You know, he's hired after 2012. Uh, the team was terrible. First pick on the, on the clock with Eric Fisher. And here comes Andy Reid. 2013, new beginning. It's been a decade since he's been here. His only, he's never had a losing record. His worst record is 9-7, and seven, and it was 2014. That is the worst record uh, that he's had in Kansas City. And I remember 
you know, watching his practices and seeing a guy named Eric Bieniemy, which I knew from, you know, watching college football and what he did at Colorado, um, you know, going to the Super Bowl with the Chargers and being a great running back. And he was just barking. He was just different than all their coaches. I mean, this was a coach's coach. And I looked at my co-host. Uh, we were up there doing our show um, 10 to 2 at that time. And I said, hey, man, this guy's going to be head coach. Whether it's in college, if that's the route he wants to go, I think he'd get there because he could walk in any living room and be able to talk to any parent and get their, get their sons to their school. But obviously the NFL is what he wants. We've seen Doug Peterson leave. We've seen Matt Nagy leave. But Eric Bieniemy has not got a shot. There's always the people. He didn't interview well and all that. Well, who cares? The NFL is about winning games. The NFL is about the bottom line. Do you want to win games? Do you want to go to the Super Bowl? Do you want a guy that's personally endorsed by Andy Reid, personally endorsed by Patrick Mahomes? What names carry more weight in the National Football League in 2023 than Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? And they both personally endorsed him uh, to be a head coach. It's mind-boggling. If he does end up with Ron Rivera, which Ron Rivera and Andy Reid are friends, um, a tremendous, tremendous hire for the commanders. I hear what you're saying, but you and I both know you don't have to win in the NFL. I mean, all you got to do is put a product out there so you don't cost them any money because the losers make just (laughs) as much as the winners. So it's embarrassing that Mahomes and Reed couldn't push him throughout a campaign. And it also says a lot that we're still trying to uncover because after 17 interviews, you got to have an ability to improve in it. Even if he sucked at it, he could get better at it. I mean, he's a well-educated young man. This is a mystery. Be different if it was three or four. I understand. Take this blackness out of it. It's still a little unusual to go 0-17 with those kind of guys backing you. Man, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's the biggest mystery in Saturday for years. And like three years ago, all right, Eric Bieniemy, they're going to lose Bieniemy, who's the next offensive coordinator in Kansas City. Okay, the next year. Okay, they got all these Eric Bieniemy at this point because he's going to get hired by another team. And then you see the AFC West shuffle when they went and hired Brandon Staley, one year defensive coordinator with the Rams, one year, and he's the head coach of the Chargers. When a guy like Eric Bieniemy, and I, I go back and I'll single out the Chargers here because this is a team that's been falling on its face. Yes, they did make the postseason, but it's been coaching that held them out two years ago. That team should be a lot better than they are. They had a chance to hire Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy played football for the Chargers. He played the Super Bowl for the Chargers. Not only that, Andy Reid is running roughshod over this division. He's won seven straight times in a row in the AFC West. They have that guy, a chance to get a guy that's heard every message of Andy Reid, knows every single way that he coaches, and he knows everything about Patrick Mahomes. Yet a guy in a division that you have to beat the Chiefs didn't go with Eric Bieniemy. When he didn't get hired by the Chargers, I was like, oh, man. I don't know what's going to happen with Eric at this point. Is he going to go out and try to prove himself elsewhere? Because that's really his only option. But, you know, guys, I'm floored by it uh, still. And every year we think he's going to get that opportunity. He just never rises. He is a good, good dude. Now, as, you know, everybody always wants to know, what, what's his involvement in the game planning each week? What What is your plays that he does call? I mean, we heard a lot, obviously, after the Super Bowl about the tendencies of the Eagles that he picked up on, you know, from watching, you know, the Jacksonville game that they held back for the red zone plays and those kind of things. But what what would you say kind of, you know, what, what his role is, obviously, under Andy Reid over these last five years and how that's changed and evolved? And uh, what, what uh, you know, certainly come off as his strengths that he's brought to a highly successful organization? You know, you never know. I mean, sometimes you find out afterwards. I remember when Matt Nagy left, you find, okay, Andy Reid gave him some of the play calling, 
responsibilities. I happened at a, at a halftime of a certain game of the Pittsburgh Steelers game years ago. And then you find out more and more. Uh, Andy Reid pretty much calls the plays. But, you know, supposedly they all give him credit. And the Eagles and the, the play that scored the final two touchdowns for the Chiefs, you know, Eric Bieniemy is one of those guys that saw something on film that the Eagles did that really allowed the Chiefs to get those touchdowns. And you hear all the time that he memorizes the playbook. Andy Reid gives him a set of plays. He helps put the game plan together each and every week. Whether he calls every play or not, it doesn't matter. He's involved in the installation of what plays they're going to run um, that weekend. And I know they've given the Chiefs the autonomy, uh, like Kelsey and Mahomes and all these guys and Tyree Kill when he was here, to come up with those strict plays. Because those come from the players, not, not the coaches. I mean, what the enemy and Reed have shown is, We'll trust the guys. We want them to have fun. And so whenever you see the Chiefs do all these trick plays and spin it around, those are coming from the players because they're giving them the autonomy to go do that kind of stuff in a game. And that comes from the enemy, the trust with him, with Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes swears by Eric the enemy. Andy Reid does as well. But uh, Andy Reid's still very, very, of course, instrumental in the offense in a lot of the play calling. But make no mistake about it, Eric the enemy is a huge part of the game plan each and every week with the Chiefs. It is interesting for a guy that has this relationship to go to the quarterback. I mean, you can think of some guys that have not been the – I call them porcupines, whether they seem a little brash. But the quarterback, Walsh, Montana, it's got to be unique. I think he's won that with Patrick Mahomes. That even makes me scratch my head even more. So I say, what about him – Without Mahomes, and I go, well, look what he did with Smith. I haven't seen the guy fail, and, and that's why I'm still scratching my bald head till I'm bleeding <laughs> because I, it's got to be something. And you're saying you yeah, don't, don't, figure, don't know what it is either. Well, no, supposedly he doesn't interview well. I mean, that's always been the, the, you know, the talk through the years that he doesn't interview well, but I, I'm not buying it. And I know what you're saying about the what NFL. What would be the idea of that? Explain money. that to me because we can change the interview. We can practice I mean, that. It's been 30 years ago. I okay. don't know why. Either. I mean, when I'm not in those interviews. I have no idea why. Okay. I'll just tell you this. Teams are making a tremendous mistake by not hiring. The NFL is about, and I know what you were talking about, making money and all teams make money and all that. They do. They all do. But they also want to win. They also want to win. And instead of these coaches that are hired and fired, coaches with far less credibility and stature than Eric Bieniemy getting hired, and it's a joke. When you see the Eagles' offensive defensive coordinator, who got schooled by Bieniemy and Andy Reid scoring every time in the second half of that Super Bowl, not only that, having predictable defenses, where they did this vaunted defense, so supposed to have so many sacks, didn't have one. I mean, what Andy Reid and Pedro Mahomes did and Eric Bieniemy did was pick apart that. And if you don't want a piece of that, but you want to hire the Eagles, <laughs> guys, because of that, instead of a guy who's got a five straight AFC title game as an offensive coordinator, I just don't flat get it. I think it's the biggest mystery we've seen in the NFL in a long time. Uh, we're here with uh, Jay Binkley, uh, 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, with us here on Burgundy Gold today, Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. You, you got any uh, feel that if you know there are anybody on that staff? Obviously, they're going to take somebody who's. If, if Bieniemy leaves, is going to move up in his spot. But could there be anybody sure. in the staff that Eric Bieniemy, you know, maybe wants to bring with him here to Washington? I don't know if uh, and guys kind of have that relationship with Andy Reid that they'll leave, but not exactly take the people with them. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a philosophy that Nick Saban has at Alabama. Uh, guys eventually leave, but not right away. 
because it tears up apart the continuity of the coaching staff. And this coaching staff's been together a long time. Uh, Matt Nagy was brought back in here. Um, he did make the playoffs twice in those three years with the Chicago Bears. He had Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback. So the guy should <laughs> probably deserve a medal for that. And he was the NFL Coach of the Year. He's got as many NFL Coaches of the Year as Andy Reid, if you can believe that. They've each won at one time. But Nagy, as the quarterback's coach and offensive system, probably would be promoted uh, back to offensive coordinator and everything continues. But I don't think it matters as long as Andy Reid's here. But, man, I mean, just to, just to, just to kind of understand his philosophies, the way he, what he watches on film, the way that he goes out, because there's no better offensive mastermind in the NFL right now than Andy Reid, a guy that spends a lot of time watching college football, um, going back and watching tapes in the offseason, seeing what they're doing. I remember when the pistol offense uh, became popular, he hired Chris Holt, um, who was the Nevada head coach, who really kind of considered the forefront of bringing the pistol offense. Chiefs brought him in as a consultant just so Andy Reid could learn all about the pistol offense, and it became such a staple in football. But he sees what college teams are doing. Heck, the Chiefs run college formation. Now college football is watching Andy Reid and seeing what they're doing. And he really wanted to learn about the RPO system, which Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid have completely mastered. It's a huge part of football um, right now. But uh, I assume things would uh, continue going the same. But remember, Eric Bieniemy's been here every single day since Andy Reid's been in Kansas City. He's also played in the Super Bowl. This guy's earned the, the uh, respect of all the players and coaches. Any reason why Henning decided to step down, leave a championship team, had that, I think, 92-yard drive. Seems to be perfect. Does he want to coach or not? I can see him being a coach. He's always been kind of that mentor. But, man, he has been everything you want for a backup. If the quarterback comes out, can you come out and just give us that drive? And a couple of years ago into the playoffs, he made a fourth-down play uh, against the Browns. Yes. Yeah, um, can the Chiefs continue? But I guess he just felt it was time, time to move on. Uh, you would think he's got a pretty good gig, man. If you can be behind Mahomes, who really, knock on wood, doesn't get hurt very often, um, and be able to collect rings, uh, it seemed like Kenny had the perfect job. But he's been playing this in this league for a long time, and I, I could see him as a coach at, at the next level. Awesome. Hey, Jay Binkley, uh, again, 610, Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City, uh, Chiefs postgame show. We appreciate your time. Tell Steve Spector we say hello from yes. uh, Team 980. Miss him. And uh, I know he's killing it for you guys, but uh, thanks for your time today and your insights. Appreciate it, bro. Oh, he is, and he talks Capitals all the time, man. <laughs> all the time. And why should he? That's right. <laughs> you guys take care. Call me if you want. All right, all right, thank you. Jay Binkley with us. Uh, here on Burgundy and Gold today. All right, so you heard a lot of stuff, obviously. You know, he's like a lot of people. And I had heard this from a couple other people in Kansas City. Yeah, great question. We don't know. Uh, at three guys in a garage on Twitter on the pod, or on the Reach Him There, he's a podcast as well. But um, some interesting stuff being tweeted out a few minutes ago in regards to what the enemy uh, and... Uh, company are doing today over at Commander's Park. We'll get to that. Darren Haynes has an update a few moments ago. Uh, so we'll do that. We'll take a timeout before that. Uh, and it is Burgundy Gold today as we await the eventual hire, we think, of uh, an offensive coordinator in this offseason here on the Team Night streaming live with the free Odyssey. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back here on Burgundy in oh gold today. Thanks again to Jay Binkley from Kansas City. Um, it's a caps, and he got to get the caps reference. That was good. good dude. Good yeah, it was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so Eric Bieniemy again, still over at Commanders Park today. Uh, Darren Haynes from WSA Nile a while ago said process to hire Eric Bieniemy as can- Commanders new OC is moving, and just have to get the right spot. Uh, he is currently meeting with various staff to get the depth, uh, f- get in depth feel t- for where things. Uh, are and how he would lead. Uh, then Darren also adding that uh, Dan Snyder flew President Jason Wright, who was in Los Angeles, out to D.C. to meet with enemy. Ron Rivera wanted Jason to help seal the deal because Jason and Eric are from the same area in California and high schools are literally 13 miles apart. Um, Darren also adds, note, the team is still for sale. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because if you put Dan Snyder's jet involved in any of these things, it, it kind of scares people. So, uh, good note there. By, well, it did sound it did sound it, yeah. like old times. It did sound like old times. Sound a little like bit, old right? times. You it's mentioned. Like, yeah, we got the band so, back yeah, together, right? Yeah. And, the full uh, court press is on. We're not letting them leave the building. You know these kind of things. Although, I, I got to be honest with you, unless I'm missing something here, aren't they kind of um, bidding against themselves right now? Well, yes. It may be the only thing going. Yeah. I just – I look for inconsistencies. I try to figure mm-hmm. out why are certain programs really good mm-hmm. and why are others really bad. Yeah. Usually inconsistent. And I've always thought it was a plus to have the president of your organization have a set, be a seven-year vet yeah, yeah. in the league. But yet I was told he has nothing to do with football. He's run the business. Then you got Hightower, who's – Charge of alumni, I go, sure. man, you got a guy. They all know he has nothing to do with football. Well, you got an MVP of the Super Bowl who the rest of the country loves him like a good luck charm, but he has nothing to do with the football deal. So now that's why I'm going, this is the way to me it ought to be, but it wasn't the way they were running their business. Well, and as you've pointed out, because I think we had a guy tweet you last week at, yeah. saying, hey, well, we got Doug Williams. He can help with this. And you're like, well, wait a minute. He doesn't actually get an opportunity. Yeah, he doesn't. Voice. He's not allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's not you're right. There that. is a lot of things that don't necessarily add up. And, you know, again, I'll, I'll point out what I said in the first segment. And again, I'm not. I think this would be a very good hire for them. I think, quite frankly, if you'd have told me going into the process, they're going to they're gonna move Scott Turner out of here and they're going to get in. The offensive coordinator, whether they call plays or not, is irrelevant. Scott Turner wasn't a play caller prior to coming here outside of a few games down the stretch in a meaningless season for the Panthers, by the way. Uh, not trying to scare anybody, but that's the truth. A lot of, a lot of uh, these other guys who have been under Andy Reid have been in the same boat going into becoming head coaches. Uh, yep. Anyway, so, which is that, like you say, things that just don't kind of mesh together because guys mm-hmm. are now being asked to do different roles. Well, again, things that don't mesh together are you telling us going into the offseason how important the run game and being run heavy is to your offense and then going out and getting the guy who's part of the most pass-happy offense in the league. So, anyway. So there are, there well, you are, bring are up that, that, quite not, a few inconsistencies. We're not hating. We're no. simply – Inconsistencies. Yeah, inconsistencies. And you That's go, all. well, wait a minute. You want me to trust you, but you got to earn that. Yeah. And you don't have track record. But I, I like what you're doing. I, I, I think 
you ought to have all your football people involved as much as possible to help you win, to help you get it right, to help you do a lot of things that I think are warranted. But, hey, uh, all you can do is hope. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I'll be, uh, yeah, like I said, I'll be curious to see when we get more information, assuming this gets consummated, what the, again, is it going to be his his say on the staff? Is he going to maybe get to maybe reshape the minds of those who set out the course, you know, a month or so ago, prior to firing Scott Turner, mind you. This is prior to Scott Turner's firing when we heard this press conference about two to one run to pass, right? Right. So, right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so that that's the other part of it, too. You know, that's the other part of that as well. So I think, you know, that that should be always kept in mind. And, you know, like I've said a million times, sometimes I wonder about the timing of these press availabilities they have like you know they always lead off with i can't tell you about the injuries i'm gonna go talk to the 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 trainer in five minutes and i'm done with you guys then why couldn't we just postpone this meeting for right after you talking to the trainers like what's the point of even having this availability i mean you just might as well do a belichick and say no comment you know or give us the middle finger on the zoom call i'd rather you give me the finger yeah i mean it just doesn't yeah it's like they do the press corps they have them come out and watch warm-ups yeah what a slap in the face I don't show you anything, but yet I need you to spread the good word so that our stadium is not empty. You know, the media, you do have a working relationship. You kind of like them to like you more than hate you. There is that. There is that. All right. Let's get to uh, some phone calls. We we, uh, obviously you've heard a lot the last few days about what it looks like this is going to happen. Uh, with Eric Bieniemy, uh, is this obviously feels like a overachieving kind of hire if they make it happen in a lot of ways, or are you like our friend Neil in Rockville, who's very concerned about the red flags? He's got a red flag, uh, you know, GIF that he has just sent us. Is it GIF, right? Not a GIF. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's a gift. Uh, yeah. And he just sent us as well the barricade during the French Revolutionary War. But hey, go for it. Yeah. I think Neil's—he was looking for a dark horse candidate like a Jim Zorn, I think. So that's why he's kind of down on it. But you know, your feel for this direction is going to go. Uh, is this in fact a home run for this franchise? Because it sure seems like it. It sure seems like it. Yeah. I Even though so. I think there are some reasons to do, definitely pause a little bit. And say, wait a minute. You said a lot of things and you went a different direction, but maybe they never thought this guy was going to be available too. And hopefully they'll let him do his job, most importantly. That's the key. You know, let him do it however he wants to do it. All right, 301 We'll get to um, your phone calls coming up next. It is uh, Burgundy and Gold today with Doc Walker, Scott Jackson. Team Night Eddie streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Woke up quick. At about noon, just thought that I had to be in Compton soon. I gotta get drunk before the day begins, before my mother starts about my friends. About to go and damn near went blind. Young at the path. Come on, Jack, let me in on it, man. How does a young man, 23 years old, right. develop this repertoire? I don't know. I mean, how does it happen? It's impressive, happen, right? Right. How does it happen? Yeah. 301-230-0980 is the number <laughs> Burgundy and Gold today. Shout out to little to Big L. <laughs> what is it, Neil? Uh, no, this is just okay. funny. Um, <laughs> Burgundy Mike said, hanging off at the corner because he went to school 13 miles away from team president. You can't get a more Snyder move than that. That's not why they're hiring him. They just said they brought the guy in because they thought that might help seal the deal. That's all. 
It is. That's it, all. It, it does make you think. I mean, but I get it. I mean, th- these would be things back in the day that would move. Well, how people. about the fact that your president of your organization actually was a running back in the National Football League for seven years? Mm-hmm. So there's some commonality in that. Right. There's a lot of commonality in it. How about use it to your advantage? Okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, I, I, rather, I think that's more fitting to him. They have a Jason going out to a modeling agency right. and trying to get people to sell tickets. I think he's more adapted to being a football environment. I like it. I, I do. Yeah. I like now, it. Now, you, you said somebody had tweeted you about Linnell uh, yesterday. Yeah, they did. They, what, what did they say? Big L. Well, Big L, he had difficulty getting in the building yesterday because that, yeah. he didn't have his, flat, his card key. Okay, that happens, man. And so he, I guess, assumed. You know what? What he did? We got good security here, though. He bum rushed the guy. Don't I like you that. know who I am? Oh, he did do that. And the guy had to say, "No, I don't." You know, you look like a hoodlum, <laughs> and that's probably what the guy was thinking about <laughs> in his mind. And so I was talking to some other of our colleagues here right, right. today at the mothership, and they said, "I wonder if Nell has ever stopped and said hello." Right. Ever I said hi to that guy every day. Every yeah. day. I appreciate it, man. I He's say, hey, doing man, how work. was your day? Yeah. Thank you. Good night. Yeah. Be good. See, but Linnell probably has pacifier in his mouth, just walks by him every day and treats him like he's a guard. Did somebody tweet you about something about Linnell at restaurants and eating cramp? What is that all about? Well, well, we got a couple of people on Twitter that suggested that when I take him out to dinner, that they have a high table and crayons That's and the whole terrible. night. It really is. That's I mean, awful. it really is. He's he's far more mature yes, he is. than we're giving him credit for. Yeah. And last week when he was solo, you know he did a solo and he did a Ron Rivera campaign deal. We were waiting on a shock job. He didn't do that. Right, now right. he's okay. campaigning for Ron Rivera. So it was a little bit of a change up and gotcha. people keep you off the toe. So, hey, who knows? See, you've got so much clout that you don't Hardly ever do you have babysitting duties. You avoid that. Oh, I, I did a show with him no, a few weeks didn't. ago. Yeah, with, uh, when I was filling in for Craig. Yeah, he was on for an hour and a half with me. Oh, okay. You had I, I enjoy short. working with young Oh, Lyle. I do, too. Uh, I, I mean, I do, too. But, yeah, I mean, he, he is uh, laughing at us, by the way. He's, uh, <laughs> he just tweeted us anyway. All right. Uh, three, What's his Twitter handle? How do you know that was him? Uh, at Neil what is it? underscore any, BTP. Any? No, but what yeah. is it, though? Any... I don't know. Any I I don't know what it means. VTB. I don't know what it means. Underscore hashtag. Okay. Slobber. It's a bit confusing. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the line. Let's start <laughs> up in Upper Marlboro. Ken, welcome to the program. Hey, hey, Doc. Hey, Scott. Hey, hey Ken. I've got a question, Doc. What's what's the criteria that goes into when 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 they bring uh, uh, potential coaches in for a job? What's what's the criteria they use for for interviewing them? Because one of the things I don't understand mm-hmm. is if he's a if he's an offensive coordinator, and my my thought process is that I would come in there with a plan on how I would run that offense. So basically, any questions that that surround that's in that room, they wouldn't get a chance to ask, ask me a question because I've already gone through the plan that a plan that dissects their offense where I had a, I had a chance to take a look at their offense and basically show them how my coaching over the years would fit in their offense according to the uh, uh, players that they have. Yeah, in a a regular world, you're right. But this is not a regular world. First of all, if I were him, I'd pull out my game plan of me kicking your ass and showing you how I beat your defense and why I did that, how I dissected you. 
But then I don't even know who's going to be on your team because you don't. You got a draft to go into. Last year's personnel doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be this year's personnel. I hope it's not because I don't want that offensive line from last year. So I think when we're just having a conversation, anything we say is right. But in real talk, mm-hmm. none of this matters. It's who's got the power to decide what they want to do on third down. Is it my ship or are you going to meddle with me? That was what I'd want to know. You going to stand over there with your arms folded up? Good. You keep doing that. But don't get into my business because I'm running the offense or you can have it. That's how I would have approached my meeting. Doc, you think he's approaching it like that? I have no idea. I have no idea what this dude, how he reacts. I can't explain why he's 0 for 17. Uh, I, there's just too many things here I don't understand. So I'm going to have to wait and because, see what I happens. Mean, just, and I do know this. He's got a roster here. He's got some tools. If they'll fix exactly. the old line, he's got a shot. Okay. All, All right. right. Thanks, man. You got it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Good question. So, I mean, because you would imagine a guy, a wing nut like, say, a Jim Ursay, uh, the way he would interview would be different yeah. than, you know, some others. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, who's and who's in charge? Right. See, we still don't. Is this CEO Ron? Is this coach centric Ron? Or is this the, like he did with his other coordinator? I never thought the kid had that much power. <laughs> Apparently, he ran the whole program. Yeah. You know, and now even players decide who's going to play. All that blew me away. You know, I thought we were under dictatorship, not anything close to it. Yeah, it's, this was absentee parenting. Yeah, it's fascinating yeah. for sure. Okay, it's junkyard dog, step up. Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, buddy. Look here, this is how it goes down. Y'all done twisted my arm. Y'all done put me in the chicken wing. Uh-oh. Hey, look here, I'll coach the damn team and call the damn plays. <laughs> <laughs> and believe funny. me. And believe me, we'll have something to talk about every Monday. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Yeah. But in all essence, though, I'm going to tell you what. This is all leading up to one central factor. I know y'all hate to hear this. Oh, let's hear it. But, hey, the old juices are flowing again in Dan. And you know what he's saying? <laughs> We're going to bring the old band back together again. You can pitch that damn sail out the window. Because you know what? I'm going to be into flying the air, the, 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 the red skin jet in and out of the damn uh, hangar. And we're going back into free agency. And we're going to roll again. Take that to the – hey, he's going to he tell the fans, put that in your pooper scooper and pop it. Good night. All right. Well, all right. Thanks you might be right. I hope you're not, but well, you might be. Well, it might be, and that'll be interesting because I you think that's be. when it might get a little nuclear, if you will, with the league uh, at that point, you know, because they might step in or report that they've been dragging their feet on may actually get released with some things. I mean, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's still other counters to him coming back, you know what I mean? And the biggest counter and the biggest concern, I think, from the fan base point of view is the fact that, you know, the fact they'll never get a stadium. I mean, they're not going to get a stadium done with him. And they're also clearly not spending any money. You know, they're clearly not spending the money that, the way they used to anymore. Or they don't have the ability to, I should say. Well, I mean, I remember when Tampa Bay was terrible. I remember when the Lions were awful. When the Bears, yeah. there's always right. somebody at the right. bottom and it never stops the league. 
It never it just it just keeps on rolling. If it's Washington, who cares? The 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 the, the money will still be mile high. I don't see this team with this personnel going backwards. I really don't, man. Your D line. I, I just see there's too many things that I'm high on to think that this could be a bottom dweller or a team that was terrible. I don't see this. This team, even despite itself, still beat the undefeated Eagles, still beat the Cowboys who were hit into the playoffs with steam, still did some things that, that they don't normally do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think this team sucks. No, they got a good roster. That's what's so frustrating about it is uh, they wasted a season uh, because of um, some really piss poor uh, decision making down the stretch of the year. Um, you know, in the most important month of the season. They had it all in their hands, you know, after that Thanksgiving Day, Thanksgiving weekend, excuse me, game against Atlanta. And, you know, they vomit all over themselves. And, you know, the they had the guy who's in charge had a huge hand in it when he went counter to his locker room and put a guy back on the field that was, you know, clearly, uh, you know, somebody who's suffering from, you know, a traumatic uh, situation who just is not mentally able to play the game of football at a high level anymore. And he couldn't, and the guy in charge didn't read it right. Right, no. He misread Blew the it. room. Yeah, totally misread it. And so Deron Payne puts that big left hand up. You shouldn't have beaten. But every there are a lot of games we could say the victor shouldn't have sure, won. Sure, sure. That's nothing alarming, but yeah, that and then big again, left hand goes up. Yeah, there's the annual, hey, Man. we're not playing September football right. crap every year. Where every you, year. you go in there, yeah. you just bury yourself like in the first month and a half of the year yeah. on an annual basis, stuff that they have to overcome every year and nothing changes. I mean, it's just like too many things that have been repetitive, and to know that you're in this Groundhog's Day mode again, uh, just going to be maybe with some different people involved. Uh, because of the ownership situation, I think it's frustrating to a lot of people uh, yeah. going into this offseason. And they need to clear the room and clear the air. Mm-hmm. I, I think they do have a great sense of communication. could even be better if, yeah. if Ron listened to his team. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back, uh, get more of your calls. If this uh, goes down, as it looks like all reports are indicating it will, uh, with Eric Bieniemy, is this a home run higher uh, for this football team? Or are you uh, concerned that maybe we're all missing something here? We'll get to that straight ahead here. Burgundy Gold today, Team 980, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. All right. Welcome back. Burgundy Gold today, Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Eminem on the tunes. Interesting day as we wait patiently. We're almost like the press corps. Staff that we're on the hunt, we're we're locked and loaded, batteries are charged, and we're waiting on that big word. Word. Suppose the enemy backed out of the last. What do you think will be Plan B? <laughs> Dude, I mean, listen, we, we've talked about different things that this off season uh, could really sour a fan base. I mean, one of which should be say teams no longer for sale, uh, and this one would be up in the in the top three for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't. That would be a tough one, or. Hey, Carson Wentz is coming back. Uh, would probably be in my top three of things you don't want to hear this offseason list. I'm with you. I'm with yeah, you. that and uh, – but, again, the team's not for sale anymore would be the biggest one, I think, would be the biggest turnoff thing. But th- this could hurt, there's no doubt. And, look, if you're him and his agent, you, you can you can read the room. You know what this fan base is thinking. You, you I mean, they got Twitter. They got they got the ability to get on the Odyssey app and listen to what those talking morons are saying. I mean, they, they got all that stuff at their disposal. I mean, this guy should get an extra zero if he wants it, you know? 
It seems like, I mean, again, nobody should be hotter than than this particular candidate. And that's why it is kind of, you know, and again, to hear Eric, uh, or excuse me, Jay Binkley last hour, early this hour, mention it, and it's so true. So the guy that you just flat out embarrassed in the Super Bowl, right, for an entire half, gets a head coaching job. I mean, it just, it just that's the thing that really reeks if you're looking at it from the enemy camp side. You know, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's got to be insulting. It really is insulting. But it is just a portion of it and oh who knows maybe this could be it I just would love to be in the room with Ron Rivera and this young man and when he Eric says let me get something straight yeah you want to be uh this kind of run team are you telling me what I have to do right or what you'd like to see done what you'd hope for yeah philosophically you got to get on the same page right and you know Better than I know. You run an offense based on your personnel. Correct. Nobody comes in, oh, I'm a this, that. No, you are what the hell your talent says right. you are. We want you to run the wishbone. Yeah, right. right. So like, so many people were arguing with me that the Greg Roman was going to come in here and only let them throw to John Bates and, yeah, you know, right. whoever the other tight ends were. I'm like, get yeah. the hell out of here. He's not going to do it. And again, when he was in San Francisco, when they actually had good wide receivers and a quarterback who was obviously a better passer than Lamar Jackson and Kaepernick, they threw the ball to the receivers. They did that. That's right. So anyway, you're right. I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. That's why I thought it was kind of crazy to be like this predetermined style before even knowing who the, you know, and again, at that time they hadn't fired Scott. And even then that was kind of insulting to Scott, you know, in a sense that, hey, you're going to tell him what you're going to do. But yet you signaled that you wanted to be more explosive offense the entire offseason. You went out and got a quarterback, you know, based off of his arm strength and what he used to be. You went out and took a wide receiver in round one, then extended your own wide receiver to a franchise, uh, you know, deal, so to speak. So it, it is weird. I mean, there's just a lot of things that you talk about and you don't do it. You don't follow through on it. That's why we covet and we respect and we honor the great ones. Because no matter what Ron had planned, he didn't couldn't have imagined that his two guards would fall apart as early as they did, or never get in shape as one of them did. Because he had on paper, he didn't know Rouillet was going down. Thought he had a little bit more in reserve, but that's the beauty about this thing. I don't think Don Shula thought he was going to lose Bob Greasy on the only year they ended up being undefeated ever because the guy was prepared. Yeah. Yeah. So don't make excuses for it. Deal with it. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the lines, my brother. Lenny. From Crab Central. Hey, happy Friday. What's up? Happy Friday, guys. Uh, Scott and Thanks, Doc. man. Um, one quick, one you're welcome. One question that I have is a follow-up to one of the other calls and what you guys have been talking about in terms of the enemy coming in and the leverage that he's going to be allowed to have. One thing that's really intriguing to me is our backfield um, with Robinson and Gibson because we keep talking about the receivers, the receivers. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on how they can be used more. One thing I noticed last year when the offense was extremely effective, even with Wentz in there, was when he was throwing those little dinks, the dink downs to Gibson. Mm-hmm. They pick up maybe about 15, 20 yards apiece. And sometimes they're in the red zone within about four plays. So with Robinson and Gibson, we've got two talented backs there. Gibson really being a receiver who's a running back. How the enemy would be creative in making sure our offense is even more explosive. 
utilizing the, 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 the agility and speed as a receiver of Gibson, but also power of Robinson. Um, that's one thing I'm wondering your thoughts on whether Ron, Coach Ron would allow that. You even have the tight ends. Um, with their involvement more, um, regardless of who the quarterback is. So your thoughts on on utilizing what we already have in Robinson and Gibson. I hope the enemy, I can see him really using them to our advantage. Your thoughts? I think that's a great point. I mean, you know, McKinnon, um, you look at obviously Pacheco uh, this year, and, you know, when they had Alaire healthy and available. I, did, I just like the fact Doc, and we haven't seen this very done very well here in so long. Is is the Andy Reid offense? People say to me, you know, give me what you like the most about the Andy Reid's offense. So, like that, you know, obviously it's successful, sure, but I love the screen game, right? And this the running back screen game. And that's something that has been absent here since when? Yeah, what do you think? Exist. I mean, it, like, when was the last time we saw it? Jay Gruden. Jay yeah. ran it. Ran yeah, he ran pretty game. well, right? With with uh, well, that's Thompson. how Sheriff became famous, right? Right. Out there smashing people in open air. Yeah. Um, and I also want to know when an offense works and it has superstars in it. I have to reduce the superstars, then run the offense. You don't have Calvin. You don't have Kelsey here. Mm-mm. So we got to get some production out of that position, not only in the run game but the pass game. Yeah. We got a lot of candidates, but last year's overall performance is unacceptable. So you got to ask yourself, personnel-wise, I don't want to sound – this may sound crazy. Go ahead and do it. we got a lot of pieces. We might have had more pieces than Kansas City last year, if you really think about it. Outside of the trigger, man. Outside of the trigger. Yeah, man. outside of the trigger and the outside tight end. Outside of the trigger, man. Trigger, tight end, okay, yeah. no doubt they got that. But, yeah. but the other stuff, I'd put up – yeah, I'm with you. Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Um, we got talent there. Yeah. We blew it with him, couldn't get him. I don't know if he's healthy. Now they're talking about him being on the way out. So I just thought we had some pieces. Bonesy in the district. Stand up. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson. Shout out to my main man, Eminem. Hey, you know, man, uh, you know, I don't want to do no speculating, you know. I mean, uh, if they're going to make a decision on Earth being to me, man, you know, I just hope, man, that we can utilize the talents that we got and bring some more pieces in here, man, to fix up the, you know, the plug in the holes, you know, fill in the gaps that we got, you know what I mean, and, and, and get this machine running, man, because, man, uh, you know, it's been it's been too. Ron be, you know, you know what they say, talk with a forked tongue and all that. He does, Ron be double talking. You know, I see through all that. You know, I'm I'm in the fourth quarter. You know, I can see right through the guy. You know what I mean? You know, I'm pretty good at judging characters, man. You know, I've been doing that all my life, you know, based on the lifestyle that I live, man. And Ron, man, you know, Ron is full of crap, you know. And, uh... I'm just one hoping that, like you said, Doc, that, you know, Eric Bieniemy going to be able to make, you know, the decision on third down. You know what I mean? I always wanted him to be able to make a critical decision and the decision on third down, man. You know, and he going to give him that, you know, give him that autonomy to do that. You know, because, man, you know, this we got a lot of talent. 
on this team and on that offense, man. You know, everybody keeps talking about drafting this and that. We don't need nothing but linebackers, linebackers, and and, and backup men. We need guys that's going to fill in the slot. We need another center. We need a guard. We need a tackle. And we need some linebackers. We don't need no receivers, no running backs. You know, you might can bring a tight end in, in here, but that's it, man. That's well, we got it, time. Man. Jones, here's a beautiful – I mean, Bonesy, here's yeah. a beautiful thing about this. We got months for that. Appreciate you. All right, we're, we're getting our draft break, boards yeah. ready uh, for that. All right. That's so, a Sheehan question. All right, we got final hour Burgundy Gold today coming up. More calls if you want. Thoughts on whether – uh, with the Commanders pull through and uh, lock up Eric Bieniemy this weekend, home run higher or you got concerns? Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. It is Burgundy and Gold today with Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team Nine Eighty, streaming live on the Free Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.